Our bodies know they belong to life, to spirit. It's our minds that make us homeless. John O'Donohue. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Healing Your Own Pain. Today's podcast is called Real Life versus Virtual Life. My name is Greg. I'm an expert level MFR therapist and owner of Glen Ellen Myofascial Release an in-person and online treatment center for pain relief, injury rehabilitation, and physical and emotional healing. If you Google the term virtual reality, one definition you'll find is a complete immersion experience that shuts out the physical world or a simulation or imitation of life and not reality in fact having no physical reality. Or as we like to say in MFR, living outside the body. So in our new global reality, virtual living, including work, education, medical care, uh, social gatherings, family reunions, even dating, has become more and more an online, virtual, or unreal experience. Some years ago, a common spiritual or meditative goal was to actually achieve an out-of-body experience. But what I've come to know through my own practice and those of my clients is that virtually everyone is already living an out-of-body life and are unaware of it. By the time most of us have reached adulthood, we've had a number of physical, medical, or emotional traumas that cause us to leave the body as an unconscious self-protective reaction. And that might show up as a kind of emotional or physical numbness or tingling in some part of the body, as a soft tissue or muscle restriction, a tightness, disuse, weakness, and of course, pain. So why bring all this up? Well, in order to heal anything, we must first come back to the body. There's no healing outside of it. You can't heal a body that you don't inhabit. As you've heard, we must feel it to heal it. And there are three steps to healing. First, reconnect, come back. Second, feel and release the physical or emotional restrictions. And third, and least attended to, is to rehabilitate using the correct postures or muscles that we've been compensating for for years uh, through disuse um, from injury and repetitive action. Okay, so what does it actually mean coming back to the body? Well, what I mean is to actually drop your attention or center of gravity from the head, from thinking back into the body's interior. Many body-centered meditations direct you to begin by feeling your feet on the floor, uh, your seat on the chair, your back against the backrest. And this is great. That's a great start. Yet the next step is to feel beneath the skin to the interior of the body. I like to imagine a miniature version of me resting deeply in the body, back at the front of the spine, in the middle of the chest. 
From there, let my awareness expand to feel the entire body's interior. So here's a test to check yourself. When you're living in the mind, there's a tendency to focus on a particular thought and feeling. It's like reading, where the eyes tightly focus on one thing and exclude everything else. But when you're in the body, you feel just the opposite. Thinking slows, our attention widens. It's seen with a soft focus, a wide-angle lens, feeling the whole body all at once from the inside. Remember, thinking excludes all but one thing. Awareness includes everything. When you're concentrating on one thing, you notice only what you're looking for. When not concentrating or thinking, you're open to everything. It's a kind of listening that receives what the body is experiencing right now. And that might feel awkward at first, even disorienting. But in a short time, it becomes easier. It begins to feel spacious, even roomy. It begins to feel like home. If you're experiencing pain or discomfort, or even if not, see if you can Center your awareness right now in the middle of it or as though you're just behind it, holding on with your arms around you, comforting a wounded child of yours because you are. In doing this, most people notice that they've been gripping muscles around the pain without noticing. But when you begin to relax and allow that discomfort to be, even invite it to get bigger if it needs to, and it may do so at first, and then you're faced with a choice. Okay, so this time, will I let my curiosity, my care, even my love for this part of me be stronger than the fear of the pain or what it might be? And when you're able to do that, to stay present without resistance, something starts to change. At this point, I notice that a space begins to open up around the pain. The decibel level starts to go down. And it's no longer the elephant in the room blotting out everything else. It's still here. It's sitting in a chair in the corner. Like the child I was ignoring, it had to get loud to get my attention. But now it doesn't need to yell anymore. This is why the theme of my podcast is healing your own pain. I'd say that more than 50% of all pain is our resistance to it. Eckhart Tolle tells us, what we fight gets stronger. What we resist persists. The secret to healing, like anything else, is to walk toward it the thing I fear, toward the pain. As Jack Canfield says, everything you want is on the other side of your fear. And in MFR, we know that there can be no healing in your comfort zone. I like to call it a fear sandwich. You know, on the outside of it, there's that fear of letting go. Oh, gee, that pain might get worse. But when you do, and when you feel that pain and allow it to be as it is, surrender to it. Your surrendering frees it. 
And suddenly you get the treasure that's buried underneath. And what's buried is an emotion you weren't ready to feel at the time, which you find in the end was just another form of fear. So to sum up, pain is simply the fear you haven't felt yet. Let me repeat that. Pain is the fear you haven't felt yet. So maybe try this out. Begin to look at pain as your body's GPS system, showing you which way to go. And by pain, I mean fear. I often ask myself, what should I be doing? What direction should I take? And the response is almost always, well, what are you afraid of? And when I can do that, when you can do that, then you'll know. Because instinctually, we all know this. It's finally taking that risk to trust, to trust yourself. And it is an act of surrender. At some point, we must step out of our safe boat, not knowing if we'll drown. But what we thought of was safe has become dangerous. In fact, the thing that will actually destroy us. True health, like life, is an act of courage. So if I can help you negotiate your path, or you simply want to know more about MFR and how it can help you, please contact me on my website, by email, or by phone. And as always, my friends, I wish you well on your healing journey.